0: I would not wish this on my worst enemy. The pain would be just excruciating. People just think that a migraine is a really bad headache and it's, there's so much more to it than that. It's really nice to be able to say, is anybody else dealing with this today?
1: Hi, my name is Dr. Larry Newman and this is season one, episode two of Move Against Migraine. Today's topic is migraine treatment and you. So in this podcast today, we hope to hit upon a couple of important topics. What exactly is the difference between episodic and chronic migraine? How do we make that diagnosis? How to work with a headache specialist? What type of tools can you bring with you to your doctor's visit to help the doctor get to the right diagnosis for you? How to know when to change your medications and what to do when treatment fails? How can you be your best advocate? How can you let the doctor know how impactful migraine is upon your life? Because migraine varies from patient to patient and within the same patient, it's very useful for patients to bring with them some tool in which they track the frequency of their headaches. A diary is is optimal in which over several months the patient enters how often they have an attack of migraine, and they can then show it to their clinician so that they can see if the treatment is working or if the treatment needs to be adjusted. I think one of the reasons that people living with migraine don't get the treatment right the first time is that the diagnosis hasn't been made right the first time. People with migraine are often told that their headaches are due to stress, therefore they have attention type headache. Or because they have pain in their forehead or their face, rather than being migraine, they're told they have sinus headache. So there's a long litany of failed diagnoses and failed treatments that they they must suffer through further building upon the stigma that people living with migraine have to endure we spoke with dr Stuart tepper professor of neurology at the geisel school of medicine at dartmouth dr tepper can you tell us how can a patient living with migraine know if their treatment plan is effective
0: there are a number of ways you you could actually do what's called a you could actually fill out what's called a patient reported outcome which is also called a PRO. That is, you could look at how much disability or impact the migraines uh, are having on your life. And these patient-reported outcomes have what are called different domains. And the domains include the number of days, for example, in the last three months that you were at least 50% impaired at work, home, school, recreational activities. Uh, or you can subdivide. And the two patient-reported outcomes that are easy to get online that you could fill out and bring to your provider would include something called the Headache Impact Test or HIT-6 and the Migraine Disability Assessment Scale or MIDAS. Those are pretty widely available and you could fill them out and, and you could follow them. And they give an overall view How well is all the treatment working? Not just acute, but preventive. Not just medicines, but behavioral. Everything that you and the provider put together should impact you as a whole person.
1: So is there anything you'd recommend that patients bring with them to their exam to help their doctor help them?
0: Headache diaries or headache calendars can be very, very useful, I think. And I I always want to look at what people bring in. There are a lot of them online. There's a lot of them online. And if you happen to be in an area where you can join the American Registry for Migraine Research, which is called ARMR, where you can actually participate in, tell uh, a national database about your migraines in an anonymous way, they have a diary that not only can, can gather the information that a provider would need, but your provider could then look at that, at the results of that diary and be able to follow it with you.
1: The distinction between episodic and chronic migraine is arbitrary, but there are standards that have to be met. To be diagnosed with chronic migraine, it implies that you're having 15 or more days of headache per month, eight of which either meet the criteria for migraine or are treated with an anti-migraine agent like a triptan, imitrex, zomig, maxalt, etc., Episodic migraine implies that you have 14 or fewer days of headache per month. You can have low frequency episodic migraine, one to six or seven days per month, or high frequency, seven to 14 days per month. That's the big distinction, how often these attacks occur. Migraine is much more than just a headache. Migraine affects many people, about a billion people worldwide, and there are specific criteria that need to be met to get the diagnosis. For me to diagnose somebody with migraine, the patient needs to have at least five previous attacks. Each attack untreated or incorrectly treated should last between four hours and three days. And then the criteria reads sort of like a checklist. For the head pain, you need at least two of four features, those features being pain on one side of your head, pain that has a throbbing or pounding quality, moderate to severe intensity, and pain that interferes with routine activity, plus at least one of two possible associated features, nausea or vomiting. And if you're neither nauseated or vomiting, then you need to have both sensitivity to light and sensitivity to sound. So if you have episodic migraine, it implies that your attacks of migraine occur 14 or fewer days per month. And that's the most common type of migraine. Chronic migraine, in which attacks occur 15 or more days a month, only affect about a couple of million patients with migraine, as opposed to the 36 million overall. There are several reasons why it's important to get the right diagnosis and then the right treatment. Untreated migraines can increase in both frequency and severity. In fact, studies have shown that about 2.5% of people with episodic migraine, those attacks occurring 14 or fewer days per month, will become chronic every year. Risk factors for becoming chronic are many, but one of them is inadequate treatment. Recent evidence has shown that people with migraine can vary widely in the number of attacks they have. Dr. Richard Lipton has referred to this as the roller coaster ride of migraine. And by that he means people with few headaches, episodic migraine can at times have months where their headaches exceed 15 days per month before they enter chronic migraine, which would have to be 15 or more days a month for for more than three months. Also, he's shown us that people with chronic migraine can dip down to fewer than, than 15 days per month for several months. So, there's this roller coaster ride in which it's not a, a, a constant frequent attack, but attacks vary in, in the frequency over the course of months or many months. Yeah, I know what it's like to be misdiagnosed and inadequately treated. It took me about 10 years before I made my own diagnosis of migraine after a decade of being told that I had tension type headaches rather than migraine. And it took me another decade or so before I found effective treatment that I could rely on both to acutely treat the headache and to now prevent my attacks. So we'll be speaking today with Dr. Richard Lipton, Professor of Neurology, Epidemiology and Social Medicine at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine and Director of the Montefiore Headache Center and as importantly, my mentor. Richard, can you tell us As a physician, what do you think the biggest challenge you face in treating people with migraine?
2: Patients sometimes come in and say, you know, doctor, I've tried everything and nothing has worked. And then the challenge is to figure out why it is the treatment hasn't worked. And there are a number of common reasons the treatment may fail. Perhaps the first and most important is that the diagnosis is either incorrect or incomplete. So many patients I see who've tried and failed multiple therapies may come in with a diagnosis of migraine, and they might have something else, hemicrania continua, giant cell arteritis, or whatever. And sometimes patients have more than one disorder. So you successfully treat one disorder, the patient is left with the second undiagnosed disorder. So the first step is always to make sure that you have a correct and complete diagnosis before proceeding. And then treatment may fail for a number of other reasons. Another common one is that the patient has triggers that are either unaddressed or unidentified, so triggers initiate or increase the probability of getting a headache after exposure so far and away the most common trigger that makes patients difficult to treat is overuse of the same medications they're taking to relieve their headache. As an example I once saw a patient for a very long time they weren't getting better on treatment and every time I saw them I was asking about whether they were overusing caffeine and the patient would always say, well, I don't really drink coffee. It turned out the patient was drinking Lipton iced tea, my name, eight glasses a day. And it was the caffeine that was perpetuating his headache. And it took me months before I realized he was drinking the iced tea. And when I eliminated it, he finally got better.
1: So Richard, how do you handle something like this? A problem that I know I see in my practice on a, on a near daily basis. You have a patient with a long, history of having migraine, and they come to you at the end of their rope, and the first thing they say is, I need to be cured.
2: Bringing patient expectations into line with therapeutic reality. So sometimes patients feel that the goal of treatment should be complete elimination of all headache, or they may feel that when you take an acute treatment, they should be pain-free in 10 minutes and able to get back to work. And the reality is that headache therapy is now really wonderful, better than it's ever been, but may fall short of patient expectations. So sometimes patients are frustrated and they feel like treatments failed because their expectations are too high given the limits of therapy. The reality is that migraine is a chronic disease. And like all chronic diseases, we can't cure migraine, but we can make it a lot easier to live with. And if the doctor and patient are aligned on what success looks like, it becomes much easier to achieve success and to make the patient satisfied with the treatment that's available.
1: Thanks so much for listening to this podcast brought to you by the American Migraine Foundation. For more information, be sure to check out our website, AmericanMigraineFoundation.org. And stay tuned for our next episode, Lifestyle Tips for Managing Migraine.